This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is my Mind Emporium. Welcome to my podcast, where we talk crap. We talk about conspiracy theories. We talk about movies and the theories behind the movies. And we also talk about things that, you know, make me happy. It is Monday, March the 1st. Welcome to a brand new month. We are out of the woods with this thing Mercury retrograde was the whole month. It seemed like the whole month just, just was there. It was two months in February. February only 28 days, which I'm happy that it was long Black History Month, but still, it's still the shortest month of the year. But, you know, I didn't do any Black History Month things because I had to really get my facts straight and I didn't want to give out any false information when talking about anybody. So um, I will be celebrating Black people. I just will be celebrating Black people on my own time because I'm Black my whole life there's nothing that's gonna change about that i'm gonna always be black so i celebrate black when i fucking feel like it <laughs> so um but to those who celebrate black history month um we are out of black history month but we can still celebrate being black you black every day so just celebrate i, I just you know just happy to be talking about that so i'm gonna be probably doing a triple feature because i watched three movies this weekend um, well, I watched two movies, but the third one is about a movie I watched a few years ago. Not a few years ago, probably two, three years ago. It's called Geostorm. Um, so I will be talking about Geostorm. I will be talking about Black Box, which my goodness, yo. That scientist was a genius, but she will bash you crazy. Felicia Rashad, Miss Rashad, I'm supposed to call her Miss Rashad. That's disrespectful. Um, she did a good job in that role. And just to tell you, it shows you how far science can go and what can happen. And it makes you wonder, can you upload your subconscious and put it in somebody else's body? That part baffled me. Um, and the last movie I will be talking about is a movie I watched this morning and it will be, it is called, um, Good Marriage or The Good Marriage, um, which is starring, um, it's, it's a Stephen King book and it was transcripted. It was, it was made into a movie. I feel like y'all translate Stephen King books. Y'all don't translate his books very well. However, this movie just goes along the line of the dinner, the lie. You know, I told you about the lie with um, little Joey King in it. And it just make you question the people you are around. So that um, that is what I will be talking about today. I'll be doing a triple feature. I had plans on doing a double feature, but I will be doing a triple feature on the movies I watch, honey, and how it pertains to real life. The one that I have really queued up, though, is... um, Because it made me think about T.I. and Tiny. Um, Y'all do know that um, T.I. will be um, charged or they, they, they going to court with this sexual assault uh, case. Um, now more than 30 young ladies have come forward, um, with allegations that Tiny and T.I. have sexually assaulted them, have drugged and sexually assaulted them. And, um, in this case, 
I kind of want to talk about that. I want to start this podcast off talking about the difference between knowing your spouse versus you not know who the hell you're married to. And that's what the good marriage is about. This woman did not know her husband. She didn't know him at all. Um, but in this case, Ti and Tiny know each other very well. Um, but it turned out to be something bad. Um, uh, it turned out to be something bad um, and awful. And y'all know that people have been talking about this case. Um, people brought up this situation when they were talking about the whole situation with Candy. I already told y'all. I think it was season seven when Phaedra and Portia decided to bring up the fact that, you know, Candy had a sex dungeon um, and that she was drugging people. Yes, that was the allegation, y'all. Pay attention. Even though it was brushed off, the allegation was that Candy Burris was drugging people in her in her dungeon in her house. And now you fast forward to now where people are saying that about T.I. and Tiny. They're making allegations that T.I. and Tiny are drugging young ladies and um um and are raping them. Um, so let's talk about, I want to talk about knowing your spouse very well and accepting them and they're ugly and their disease or them not, you not knowing them well and them hiding it. Which one would you rather have? So I'm going to talk about a good marriage. This movie had me at Beyonce. Hello. Well, not a hello. A hello is positive. This movie right here had me rethinking like some things in my life because they put off like they were this perfect married couple. They were this perfect married couple. And Even their children thought they were the perfect married couple. Um, so what happened is there is this serial killer on a rise named Beatty. And what happened is um, her name is Laura Lini, right? That's her name. Her name is Laura Lini. Let me look this up so I can get my facts straight, honey. It's a 2014 film, by the way. Um, so Laura Linney, her character, uh, she's in a bathroom. They're at a party celebrating her husband. And basically, her character name is Darcy, and her husband's name is Bob. That plays a huge part in someone coming up with a conclusion about who was Beatty. Beatty, not Beanie, Beatty. Joan Allen, I'm sorry, not Laura Leaney. I'm sorry, Joan Allen, okay? So they are at this party celebrating um, the success of her husband and the work he's done as an accountant. Um, And so what basically happened is 
she's in the bathroom talking to their next door neighbor who is this hot and I'm guessing like 30 year old, very beautiful brunette. And she was crying and they're in the bathroom and um, she was, they were talking, but they were complimenting each other. She was complimenting Darcy and she was complimenting her neighbor. And um, she was like, oh, you know, I, and she's like, oh yeah, I, I, I do count my blessings. You know, you know that he found his 12th victim, you know, BD found his 12th victim and Darcy's like, what? So the party continues. They go home and they um, get together and have, uh, you know, marital intercourse. <laughs> and then what happened is her husband, her husband, well, her husband and her kids both leave. Um, her kids leave. Her daughter is preparing for a wedding and her. Um, and her husband He leaves to go searching for a wheat penny, um, a mint condition wheat penny. So he leaves. And so she's left in the house. Darcy's left in the house. So what happened is, you know, when you, I even did this when family left the house, when family leave the house, I ramble in their stuff. I look through their stuff. I don't take nothing. I just look through their stuff because I want to see what you got. So basically, she did what a normal person did. She rambled through her husband's stuff. Of course, she found one porno magazine, which was a bondage magazine. And then she decided to dig even further, and she found his toolbox. And in his toolbox, I mean, behind his toolbox, what she found is a little box that her daughter had made him. Their daughter had made him. Um, with... Was and so she opened it up and she looked through it and she finds these photo IDs of the victim of Beatty, of all these victims of Beatty. So right then and there, she finds out that her husband is somewhat Beatty. So what happened is she ends up going on the computer, looking up the computer, and looking up Beatty and looking up his victims, and she realized that one of his victims was wearing the same fish earrings that he had gave her she had these fish earrings because he gave it to her because she was a pisces and you know pisces are represented by fish and she was she saw that one of the victims had fish earrings and she realized that her husband was beady so um she gets upset she start crying um and her husband came home a little early from his trip from looking for the midweek penny. So he comes in the house. They're talking and, you know, what happened is he's getting dressed and she didn't even know he was there because she was sleeping, I think. I don't recall it. I watched it early this morning, so I was in and out of sleep watching it. But I'm not quite sure if she was sleeping and she woke up and saw him in the corner in the chair or she was asleep. She was asleep because she woke up and he startled her or she went to the stairs to see if he was there and he wasn't there or she couldn't find anybody. And she found out that he was sitting in the corner and he finally, you know, admit to her. He's like, yes, I'm beady. That's a part of me that I kept uh, to myself. 
it's a part of me that I need to have happens, you know. That's just my that's just my dark side, you know. That's my dark side of me. Um, and that beauty is part of me, you know. I just do it to quench my thirst for blood. So she's like, What? So he admitted it and he tells her that and he basically told her, well, BD's not going to get you. You know, BD's not going to come for you because, I i mean, I've been with you for 27 years, honey, so I'm not going to come for you. That's what he basically said. You know, I just take it out on other people. And the crazy part is when he was heading home, he was at a coffee shop and there was this young lady at the coffee shop there. And he kind of was almost running her down with his car while she was driving. But instead, he decided to turn home. But it was almost like BD was acting out. But BD didn't quite come out. So he was like, oh, you know, I want to do this. And But he was like, never mind. I'm just going to go home to my wife and do what's normal. Anyway. Her husband, she tries to live with the fact that he's like this and he's crazy and that he goes around killing women and stuff like that. She tries to deal with it, um, but she noticed that he has a fixation on the attractive brunette across the street. Um, and when she found out that he had a fixation on the um, lady across the street, this was while he was fixing the car. He was like under a car and he was fixing his own car, even though she knew that, you know, it was best that somebody else saw the car. But if you were a serial killer, you have to fix your own car because you don't want nobody to see the evidence of that you sitting up here over here killing women. Anyway, um, she knows he has a fixation on her and he looks like he's contemplating to well darcy was contemplating to kill bob and bob told her and this is a very manipulative thing that he did and i felt like it was emotionally abusive he was like you know our daughter's expecting us to be at the wedding you don't want to do that before her wedding so darcy pulled back once again the daughter wedding goes down. Everybody, you know, happy. And she has to pretend like she's happy with the serial killer of a husband she has. And what happened is the neighbor across the street talks to her and tell her, oh, well, I noticed that Bob was looking at me. And, you know, don't worry. I don't want him. Yada, yada, yada. And she was like, oh, okay. Knowing that his fixation on her was not the fact that he wanted to sleep with her. His fixation on her was the fact that he wanted to kill her. For some reason, Bob had a thing with killing women. Um, and he had something against women in short skirts. Because when she was wearing a short skirt, I said, well, her short, her skirt's too short. Is You know, you can't blame me for looking if her skirt's too short. Which is stupid. Her skirt was not that short, one. And two, you looking at her skirt because you feeling that she's a perfect victim because you have deemed her in your mind a whore. Um, back to 
the story. Um, she, you know, she knows that this lady is in danger and she fears that Bob is going to murk her, to kill her. He's going to murder her. So the wedding end, they go home. And then um, what happened is um, Bob, what happened was the next scene was Bob finally finds the uh, wheat penny that he wanted, which I think she bought it. And she was like, oh, okay, you know, I think she bought it, you know, just to buy some time and just to get him excited and to happy and give him like a little happy send off. Long story short, she ended up murdering him. And then what happened is they keep panning to this man outside in the car. Um, he's in the car and he's like lurking around, looking outside at them and looking at where they're at. And she's like, why does this man keeps looking? So they have the funeral. The same man that's been lurking, he's at the funeral. He's sitting up there. And then they pan into it inside the car where he has notebook and he's writing down who he thinks BD is. And he thinks BD is bob and darcy so he thinks darcy is in on these serial crimes on these serial killing crime sprees that um bob is in but darcy is not in on it but she is she did murder bob so they sit there they're talking to each other and he basically explains the childhood of what happened and all these things um that was going on so basically this guy is bob's best friend from when they were in middle school when they started doing serial killing and Bob, for some reason, he had something against slutty girls. So because these girls had boyfriends, you know, he's basically saying he threatened these girls to have sex with him or he'll kill them. So Bob has this, I don't know what you call it. I don't know what kind of syndrome it is. I'm pretty sure a psychologist will tell you and be able to tell you what kind of issue Bob has. But he clearly has something against women who he deemed are hypersexual or he would call him a whore or a slut because when he was at the coffee house, he was looking at the book the lady was reading. And I guess it was like a romantic novel or something. And he deemed her a whore. He didn't even know who she was, where she was from. He felt like she was a whore. Um, and he was angry at her. It's almost like the issue with him was that he was angry at women he couldn't have sex with. So he decided to take his anger out on them because he felt like they would not have sex with him because he's still that dorky middle school child in school and that he felt like he wanted to kill these girls because they were somebody that he didn't couldn't have sex with which that is like a dangerous like obsession that's dangerous that's scary um bah that is awful. You know, it's like the lady across the street. She was this beautiful brunette, popular, and everybody would probably want to hang out with her because she's beautiful. And he just had this obsession. It was her in the short skirt. He felt like he couldn't be with her. So if he can't be with that person, he feels like he needs to murder that person. And it's kind of sad that he went, I think he, I think he low-key raped these women too. I'm not quite sure that wasn't classified. I probably, I don't want to rewatch the movie because I don't like how movies feel like that in my spirit. They just bother my spirit. But the conclusion of this was, I was talking about this for, was 
Y'all know the song by Lady Gaga, Bad Romance? I want your ugly, I want your disease. That's her first line in that song. How many people out here are together because they want their significant other to have their ugly or their disease? Or their significant other keeps a lot of secrets away from them because of their ugly and disease? That's the question I have. And this all goes to talking about um, T.I. and Tiny, which um, there are some things that have been, um, there has been some allegations about what they have been doing and they have been doing it together and it has even been spread it to even their friends. And the question is, you know, do you just accept it and you're okay with committing crimes like this, like with Tiny and T.I.? Or do you kill the bastard? <laughs> or do you call the police on them? I didn't quite understand why she didn't call the police on him. I don't know if she was scared, too scared to call the police on him, or she was... I didn't understand why she didn't call the police on him, because she had the upper hand the whole time. So I didn't quite understand Darcy's character. Um, I'm pretty sure the book has a good narration or a better understanding of what is going on. Um, but I never understood why she didn't call the police. She would have the right, but I never understood why she didn't call the police. Why there was no police involved. Instead, she decided to take matters in her own hand and kill him herself. That kind of bothered me. So. And if y'all want to read the book, um, it is a, it's a novella by Stephen King publishing his collection, Full Dark, No Stars. Um, so So it's it's just strange do you accept that six-sided them or do you not accept that six-sided them um there's a lot of people who are in relationships where and i'm one of those people like if you can't accept my dark side which my dark side is not that but part of marriage is sickness and health and sickness includes mental illnesses and this man clearly has a mental illness um, for him to feel like that he wants to go around killing these beautiful women just because he has no chance in hell with them. And I feel like Darcy handled it wrong. Granted, the police will be asking her, you know, how did you not know your husband was a murderer? How did you not know that? And that's one thing I think she didn't want to talk about or whatever because there was a scene in the movie where I think she was hallucinating it because she had taken out, she had pulled out the TV. She had unplugged the TV. She had taken out the TV. She had pulled, unplugged the TV. And basically the TV was, uh, was not on, but she had hallucinated. The news had found out who BD was. And she's like, I went in the police and the um newscaster was like, I wonder does his wife know? And she was like, I didn't know. I did not know he was a murderer. 
I did not know that. This is why I just, uh, I wonder, what is your relationship built off of if you don't know that your deepest, darkest secret about your partner? And you have to know your deepest, darkest secret. We can sit up here and talk crap about Tiny and T.I. all day knowing about each other's deepest, darkest secret and them playing a role in the deepest, darkest secret. But at the end of the day, they know each other. That's one thing I can say about them. I may not agree with what they're doing, but they know each other. They have an idea of who each other are. And that's what marriage is. I should be able to be around you. and You should be able to see my good, my bad, and my ugly. When you take those vows, those are things you're supposed to accept about being married. Through sickness and health, don't do his part. In Darcy's case, she killed him. So she did them part. But how far do you go? To me, this is an epitome of why you get to know people. Why you try to get to know people. We're in a day and age where people don't want to get to know people. They don't want to um, tell the truth about who they really are. They want to lie. They want to sell you bullshit. They want to sell you a cup of lemonade and it's really pissed. And they get mad when you find out. Which made me think about my favorite TV show. One of my favorite shows I used to watch. You know, my great-grandmama used to fall asleep, watching the, fall asleep watching the game show channel. And one of the shows was Jerry Springer Baggage. And basically, people tell people their deep, darkest side of what happened to them or what what is wrong with them. And a lot of it was like little weird stuff. Like, I didn't bathe for two weeks because I was watching the marathon of Star Wars or... I eat my own toenails or some weird, creepy stuff like that. It was never I was a murderer. Um, but aren't we supposed to know stuff like that about someone? I mean, the thing about the show Baggage Claim, regarding not bad, is it baggage claim or baggage? It's baggage, is that you are telling people the dark side of you before it gets bad, right? That's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be honest. You're supposed to be upfront. But it makes you wonder what some couples have in common. You know what I mean? Especially with serial killers. I even looked up. Where the story was inspired by. And Stephen King told the story. He said the story. He said. Um, what was it? The afterword for full dark. Not no stars. King stated that the character of Bob Anderson. Was inspired by Dennis Rader. The infamous BTK killer. Like Rader. Anderson gruesomely tortured. And killed his victims. Then mailed his victims identification to the police. Innocent victims like Raider are women and children. Also like Raider, Innocent is a pillar of the community who is well regarded by his friends and colleagues. 
King said that he felt inspired to write the story after the public outcry against Ritter's wife, Paula, who has been married to him for 34 years, yet seemed to have no knowledge of his crime. I don't understand. You were married to him for 34 years and you did not know he had committed a crime. That is so weird. So what do you have in common with somebody if you don't know who they are? And everybody, I think, I, I like to think, and in the back of my head, I feel like couples have, like, they have inside jokes with each other. But they're not inside jokes of murdering someone. Or something like that. Or they have an inside joke about each other. Or they know things about each other that nobody else is supposed to know. That's the purpose of being in a relationship. But if you're in a relationship and you don't know that person fully. Like they show you one thing. And then you turn around and you figure out they over here murdering girls. And you try to figure out why all the little girls in the neighborhood are dead. How do you not notice about this person? Or how do you not notice signs that this person is sadistic like that? That's why I say I question anybody who is married to someone who's a, a serial killer or who was married to someone who's a serial killer while they were at the uh when they were active and you say you don't know who they are. How you not know who your spouse is? Who did you marry? And how he didn't turn on you. Same thing with men, they're married to someone and you find out she's a uh a spy or some stuff like that. Like, how you not know? People always send you a sign that something's not right. And I want those people, I'm nosy. Like, every time my husband will leave the house, I'm definitely searching through your shit. <laughs> my thing is, I'm an open book. You can look on the record to see what my problem is. You can look up my record. You can do a background check on me to see who I am. I ain't got nothing to hide. But I ain't going around here murdering, cheering. So I just wonder, how much do you know someone? And what is your relationship based off of if you don't know how they are? I know it's messed up, the Tiny and T.I. situation. But at least him and her know what they are doing. And she was aware of what he was doing. It makes you question what a good marriage is. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is my first movie down and my second movie to go. The second movie I will be talking about is Geostorm. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>